Hash it out with myself, Harry, my co-host, Aaron. How's it going? And I'm co-host, Joey. Hello. So today we're talking about urban legends. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to get straight into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to go first? I want to go last. You want to go last? Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll trap myself in the ring then first. Oh, all right. So mine's called The Licked Hand. Yeah, it sounds real weird, <laughs> doesn't it? It sounds real weird. So basically... A beautiful young girl is left home alone with her only dog to protect her. On the news that night, they announced there is a serial killer on the loose in the area. Before she goes to bed, she locks all the doors and tries to lock all the windows, but the one in the basement won't lock. She decides to leave it unlocked, but locks the basement door and goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Her dog takes its customary place under her bed. Mm-hmm. In the deep of night, she awakens to a dripping sound coming from her bathroom. Mm-hmm. Half awake, the girl feels for the comforting lick from her dog and falls back to sleep. She reawakens to the dripping sound, reaches her hand down to the dog where she feels the reassuring lick and falls back to sleep again. Once more, she awakens to the drip sound. She reaches her hand down and feels the lick of her dog. Now curious about the dripping sound, she gets up and slowly walks towards the bathroom. The dripping sounds get louder and louder and louder as she approaches. She reaches the bathroom and turns on the light, and she is greeted by a horrific sight. Hanging from the shower nozzle is her dog, with its throat slit open Uh, and its blood dripping into the bathtub. Something on the bathroom mirror catches her eye. Mm. She turns around, and written on the wall in her dog's blood are the words, Humans can lick too. Uh, Yeah. This story originated in 1919. Yeah. Yeah. It was a story called The Diary of Mr. Pointer by Mm. M.R. James, Mm -hmm. where a young man absently strokes his dog while reading an old manuscript about the sinister death of a young student obsessed with their hair. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the creature crouching at the side is not his dog. Mm -hmm. It was even made into a film called Campfire Tales in 1997. Yeah. That's my first one. It's creepy, isn't it? It's weird. It Imagine is, yeah. that. You put your hand down. Yeah. Just some weird bloke licking it's you under the bed. Skin crawling. Yeah. But surely you can feel the difference between a human tongue and a dog tongue. Not, I if, they're, not if they're vicious enough. Not if that. No, <laughs> I still. Re- I, they got hairs on their tongue like cats, and they. No, no. No, cats I, have like bladed tongues. But yeah. like, I've got a, I've got a new dog, right? Yeah. And it does not stop. It's a sharp eight. It doesn't stop licking. Mm. Aaron can attest to this when he came around earlier. Yeah. They yeah. don't fucking stop. And I reckon I could firmly tell the difference between a human's tongue and that dog's tongue. Yeah, probably. Because, one, why are you licking me? We did. Because when you like, look down and be like, why are you licking me? Also, a human's tongue is way thicker than a dog's tongue as well. well that's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. What, what does he gain from licking her? Just yeah, salty. But I think it's more... It's creepy, She's though, asleep it? in this situation, wakes up, yeah. sticks her hand down for the dog. Yeah, mm. and then it's just a lick, and then she goes back to sleep just yeah, to be yeah, reassured yeah. that the dog's there. Yeah, yeah. imagine that. Sweet. But then nothing ever happens to her. Mm. He's just kicking about. He's like, "Licked you, bye, killed your dog." Mm. <laughs> so right. like, oh, you creep. What? He's a serial killer. He just murdered my dog. Yeah, literally. What my dog do? Yeah. <laughs> Kill me, fine, but like, what's my dog, dog done wrong? Yeah, never but the yeah. dog. 
It's like so when you watch a movie, innit, and you're thinking, like, like not the dog. I am not, No one not yeah. watched John Wick. Yeah, I've seen John Wick. Like, look at that. Yeah. That man killed an entire Russian family yeah. for a dog. <laughs> Same. <laughs> right, so that is the licked hand by myself. Mm. So on to you, Al. Uh, now, I'm going off memory because, unfortunately, phone's just died, so all my information is oh, uh, gone with it. Uh, it's the night bus of Beijing. Right. Uh, I cannot remember when it was based. Or when <laughs> the <laughs> cannot remember when well it was. How about I cut this? Yeah, and I've got another one on my phone called the Baby Train. Because no, I like this one. Okay. Have you got a charger? I've got one in my bag. Nice. But I remember the main bits of the story. Yeah. yeah the uh, the night bus of Beijing is on Route Nine Seven Five. Yeah. And basically, it's an empty bus. This old boy and this young lad are sitting waiting for the bus, and the bus rolls over. After reluctantly trying to wave them off. Okay. Uh, now, the bus didn't have a lot of fuel mm. in it. Right. Uh, the old boy and the young lad, they get on the bus mm. and they travel. It's a good fair few miles down the road once we're on the bus. And they're yeah. sitting, I say it's round the back. They're sitting at the back. One's yeah, one yeah. end, one's the other end. I'll put in a Reva bus in this situation. You know how you've got the no, middle aisle, you've yeah. got the seats. It's five yeah, seats yeah, at the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Old boy's at the left. Young lads on the right. Right. Honestly, getting on one of them is a nightmare. It so. is a nightmare. <laughs> it might as well be an urban yeah, legend. Do you remember those Arriva buses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> uh, took over. <laughs> now, it's a bad day. It's a bad night. There yeah. is storming. There's wind. The rain just has no sign of stopping. Yeah. Uh, the old boy is soaked. There was no umbrella. The mm. shelter was rickety and it was yeah, rusted yeah. over. The young lad's just in the same situation, but he's quiet. Yeah. The old boy tries to make conversation with him just to keep coming. Ignores him. He kind of, he's just a quiet boy. Okay. Uh, a few miles down the road, the bus driver stops to pull over because he sees three men struggling. Now, yeah. It's three men struggling because two of the lads have to carry their friend over their shoulders because he's not in good shape. Yeah. Uh, But they're wearing... They were wearing scarves from the Jing Dynasty. Okay. Which the bus driver just shrugged it off. He yeah, thought, yeah. okay, they've just finished work. There's no chance to get ready. Yeah. Now, the lad in the middle has his face down so no one can see how he feels, yeah, how he yeah, looks. Yeah. They get on the bus and a couple minutes down the drive, the old boy this. the old boy starts yeah. to, to accuse the young lad of stealing his wallet. Yeah. Now, right. After causing a bit of an alteration... Altercation, Altercation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. The uh, they cause up such a fuss. The bus driver kicks both the old boy and the lad off the bus. Okay. Yeah. Now, once they're off the bus, the young lad, he obviously annoyed, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, how could you accuse me of this?" Mm-hmm. The old boy goes back to his original mood. He's just like, "We had to get off that bus. Mm. I've just yeah. saved our lives because those three lads didn't have feet. They've oh. just floated onto this bus. Oh. So they went to the police station on that day, mm-hmm. and when they reported what they had. Mm-hmm. Obviously, thought it happened. They got ridiculed. They got laughed at. Yeah. They were deemed mentally ill. Yeah. yeah. So they went home. Three days later, news report comes up yeah. that the bus on Route 975 has gone missing. Oh. Uh, so the police, they go to find the old boy and the young lad yeah, yeah. Uh, to start an investigation because they tried to report it mm-hmm. and they've just brushed it off. Right. Uh, I believe it was... a day or two after that mm-hmm. the bus was found 100 kilometers away from where it should have been oh, but man. during the investigation they had found the bus did not have enough fuel right. to, to do get that distance near. okay 
uh, when they checked the tank, it was filled with blood. <gasps> Yum. Yeah. Uh, but there was no sign of the bus driver. Mm-hmm. And what was found in the bus mm-hmm. was three severely decayed corpses. Uh, Yum. Yummy. And what people believe is those bodies were on the bus the whole yeah. time. Right. And then it's like the three lads that come on. Yeah. It's yeah. just they had no feet. It's like ghosts just got on the bus. Yeah. And it's... uh. Mm. Some Ooh. people are like, if that doesn't stop you from public transport at night, I don't know what <laughs> it is. <just> like <laughs> See, I think I've remembered a different thing. Because mm. yeah. does this have a, like an origin story? It would have... Because if I remember... Because I remember something similar to this, yeah. Like, so the old man gets them off the bus, ridey, ridey, rah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with yours, it's they, hadn't have, they didn't have any feet. Mm. But with the one that I've heard that's similar... The guy with his head down, mm. and I think it was—it's like a, an urban legend slash like actual crime. Mm-hmm. The lad in the middle that they were carrying, who yeah. has the scarf around his neck, mm-hmm. is dead. Right. And the two guys have killed him. Okay. And they're just trying to transport him somewhere. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah yeah because that, that one. either way it's fucking weird. Yeah. But yeah no so from what I from I've heard one that's similar. And that it's just that they'd they'd killed this guy, right. and they were like mm. trying to get him yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, fucking freaky either way. Yeah, I think because I've now found it. Yeah. This was this started nine nineteen ninety five. This is based. Oh okay. Okay. Pretty com- pretty so recent then. It's yeah. late in the year as well. It's nearly ninety six. It's yeah. the fourteenth oh, okay. of November ninety five yeah. in Beijing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It is just yeah weird it's weird yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, how long do you feel your story is, Joe? Kind of long. I mean, I know we got. I'd say we've got fifteen minutes. I so. think I could do. It. I think I can squeeze it. Go on then. Kay. In the late nineteen forties, a group of Russian researchers discovered a gas-based stimulant that uh, eliminated the need for sleep in humans and some animals. Yeah, mm. I know Russian this, and it's fucking freaky. Yeah, so this is the Russian sleep experiment. Yeah, five enemies of the state were chosen by the Russians to be test subjects. The gas, which was toxic in high concentrations, would be fed to them through the air as their oxygen levels were carefully measured, due to them being in a hermetically sealed room. Totally isolated from the world, save from closed-circuit cameras and plexiglass windows, the scientists would look through and observe. Basic needs such as food, water and sanitation were met. And the prisoners, who falsely believed they would be freed if they didn't sleep for 30 days, showed no change in behaviour for the first five. As the days progressed, though, conversations and activities were monitored. The scientists noticed that the conversations seemingly began to gravitate towards past trauma, giving the general tone of conversation a noteworthy and dark aura after the four-day mark. Day five marks the first significant change, as conversation drifts to why they ended up there and their reasons for being outlaws, enemies of the state, etc. They stir the lulla. They then, start exhi- uh, they then start exhibiting extreme paranoia. They stop talking to each other and start yeah. telling the researchers on the cameras secrets about the others in a hope to gain their trust. Nine days is when the screaming starts. Yeah. One man ran up and down the halls for three hours, screaming until he ripped his vocal cords, then continuing to scream afterwards, with the only sound of a pitiful squeak being able to escape his lips. <sighs> While yeah. this is going on, the other subjects are unfazed and just continue whispering into the cameras. 
When a second subject starts screaming, the three remaining begin to tear books apart and smear feces all over them and stick them to the windows and cameras to obscure all view. Promptly, the screaming was silenced, as did the whispering. In fact, no more sound could be heard by the scientists. This perplexed the Russians, who were weary to actually go inside, so they began monitoring the cameras every hour. Silence. Oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that the five test subjects were not only still alive, but consuming the same amount of oxygen you would during heavy exercise. On the 14th day, the scientists did something they said they would never do. They made an announcement through the intercom. Step away from the doors. We are opening them all to check if the microphones are still functioning. Step away from the doors and you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your complete freedom. We no longer wish to be free, responded one of the patients. Yeah. Alarmed and unable to get another response from them, they decided to open the door at midnight on the 15th day. That night, the chamber was flushed of the gas and filled with fresh air. The subjects began begging for them to turn the gas back on, screaming louder and louder, begging and pleading louder than ever. The soldiers joined them in their anguish when they opened the doors and finally saw what was inside. Four out of five of the subjects were alive, if you could call it that. The food the food rations for the past five days hadn't been touched. Rotting flesh from the dead subjects' thighs was stuffed into a drain in the centre of the room. The reason is unclear. All four surviving subjects had the flesh torn from their bodies, exposing the bone. The wounds were consistent with those inflicted by a hand, not teeth. Closer, examin- uh, closer examination of the wounds deemed that they were still infe- they were self-inflicted. Yeah. Some ribs had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained intact. The skin of the torso had been torn off, allowing you to see their lungs expand and deflate inside their rib cages as they breathed. The, digest- the digestive tract of all four could be seen working, digesting what seemed to be their own flesh, which they had been eating for many days. Most of the soldiers were Russian operatives, hardened by war. They all refused to enter the chamber again. The subjects, too, expressed how they wished to be left alone, begging that the gas be turned on lest they fall asleep. Moving the subjects out of the chamber was more complicated than expected. These grotesque fucking maniacs put up a fight, tearing the throat from the neck of one soldier, killing him. Another was viciously mutilated, having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg completely severed. Five more soldiers lost their lives, if you count the ones who committed suicide. A Yum. Subje- <laughs> wow. A subject's spleen was ruptured during the transit. This is one of the guys with the gas, right? Yeah. And uh, when one of the doctors tried to sedate them, they just couldn't. Yeah. Instead, after injecting him with 10 times the normal dose of morphine, he fought like a rabid animal, breaking yeah. the arms of one of the doctors. His heart continued beating for a two full minutes after he bled out. And then for three minutes after his heart stopped, he continued to scream as his arms flailed uncontrollably, weakly grabbing anyone nearby trying to attack them. More, 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 he screamed, getting fainter and fainter before a cold silence. The surviving test subjects were kept heavily restrained. They still begged for more gas, and the most injured of the three was taken to the only operating chamber in the facility. He was too immune to all sedatives, and efforts to do so resulted in him breaking out of his four-inch leather straps, flushing him with as much anaesthetic as they possibly could. His eyes finally fluttered shut before his heart stopped. Now there were two. Following this third death, they tested his blood to find that it contained three times the amount of oxygen you would normally find in blood. The muscles still attached to the body were torn and atrophied, and the doctors were completely perplexed as to how he and the others could even put up a resistance with their bodies so badly injured. The second survivor was the first one to start screaming. 
Unable to utter a single word, he wasn't begging for the gas, and he also couldn't object to surgery, and only reacted by furiously shaking his head when they brought the anesthesia out. When one of the nurses suggested no anesthetic, the subject slowly nodded in approval. The subject didn't make a single movement when they tried aimlessly to put him back together. Doctors operating said it was impossible for him to even be alive. However, when the patient's eyes met hers, his face curled into a smile. Eventually, they brought the mute a pen and pad, wondering if he might be able to communicate with them. He was. When they finally deciphered what he was trying to say, the note on the page read, Keep cutting. Eventually, surgery began on both patients, but was impossible to perform due to them laughing. Paralyzing the subjects with more anesthesia, they could now only watch them with their eyes. But this didn't last long. The subjects regained their movement and broke from the restraints. They then begged for the gas. The doctors cried, why? For God's sake, why? And then they replied, we must never sleep. They were restrained again while the researchers decided what they could be done with them. Fearing um, repercussions for failing the project, some suggested euthanasia. The commanding officer, however, saw potential in the project. He wanted to see what happened if they were put back on the gas. Objection from the scientists was silenced and the subjects were placed back in the chamber. This time they were connected to an EEG monitor, which is a brain thing, and uh, had some padded restraints. They both stopped struggling as soon as the gas was turned on, and it was evident they were trying their hardest to stay awake. One hummed while the mute rattled his chains. They needed something to concentrate on. Monitoring their brainwaves, it seemed as though they were repeatedly suffering brain death over and over again. The machine would flatline and then read normal waves in an endless cycle. They were eventually just shot and killed. So I've I've watched a video on this, mm-hmm. and um, thank God, um, it's not real. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all completely bollocks. made up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bollocks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's uh, yeah, yeah, because I, mad. I for ages thought it was so real. I thought I was gonna do you because you did me last weekend with yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna turn around and be like, it's all bollocks, by the way. Like, damn, yeah, nah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he knew, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but it's fucking terrifying to think of, isn't it? It. Mm. I remember watching something about it, it made me feel physically sick. Because it was a YouTube video as well. So they were scumbags and they found like weird, creepy pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, I, that is pretty much verbatim the story that was yeah. written by, uh, it's, it was a creepy pastor. So if you want to really yes. hear the full story for yourself, um, please check out I Read Creepy Pastors. That's where I got that one from. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So those are our creepy, creepy stories and our urban legends. Yeah. So might even be a part two for this one. Yeah. Maybe. It could always be something to come back to. Yeah. Definitely. So there are yeah. a lot. There of is, them out. yeah. I was there's, gonna say there's, there's definitely so a number. Yeah, there's so many. So many. But um, yeah. So that has been Urban Legends with myself, Harry, my co-host Aaron. I'll see you later. And our co-host Joey. Hello. Goodbye. See you later.